Welcome to Her Natural Potential Podcast. This is the place where we help driven women get healthier, wealthier, and stronger. I'm your host, Nikki Quark, a registered holistic nutritionist and transformation coach, and I'm going to show you how to level up your nutrition, health, and mindset so you can start living life at your full potential. ladies. Today is all for you guys. And we're going to be talking specifically about hormones. So, and I want to share with you too, some different information specifically about how we can support our body better and balance our hormones so we can avoid symptoms of PMS. So today I really want to talk about PMS because we have to remember that yes, PMS symptoms are common. A lot of women struggle with PMS symptoms, but that doesn't mean that they're normal. That doesn't mean we have to struggle day to day or like month to month, I guess, with these symptoms. And you should not be in extreme pain every single month. You should not be dealing with super heavy bleeding. You should not be dealing with the fact that you're unable to leave the house because your cramps are so bad. It's so sad because uh, like I specialize in women's hormones, right? So this is literally what I help women with. And it's so sad to hear these stories of these women literally struggling every single month with these symptoms of their body, which is such a natural process. And it's these red flags that a lot of people don't really pay attention to. And unfortunately, you go to the doctors and not only is the guidance for women in terms of what we're able to do with our nutrition and our lifestyle to feel better, but our solution is so limited oftentimes too. Usually the only solution we'll get from our, our medical doctor is, hey, just go on birth control, take the pill. And again, like spoken out about this before, <laughs> it's like there, we, are, we have so many options and there's so much that we can do. And it does come to actually kind of knowing what those options are and listening to our body and actually working with it. And like if birth control for you is not a solution and it does not work for you, just know there are definitely other things that you can do. And I have worked with women who have literally struggled most of their life, majority of their life to the point of really almost having to go to the hospital through emergency several times because they had issues so bad with their cycle. And that is why I do what I do. That is why I'm so passionate about what I do because I hear and see these women struggling to such an extreme in so many scenarios. And it's so many, so much misleading information, this limitation in terms of what our options are. And there's still so much that we can do. And there's so much we can do in terms of listening to our body and adjusting our lifestyle that most people aren't even aware of. And they're not even shared. And they're told that their only solution is a medication, is birth control, is to just deal with the symptoms. And so I want to have this conversation and really explain to you what certain things about our body is actually happening. And this is the really sad part about women's health is we're not really shared too much just in like, like education wise growing up in school, unless we actually advocate for our own health most of the time, or we do our own research, or we really work to get heard and get listened oftentimes a lot of our our hormonal symptoms are brushed off. A lot of the times we're told that it's just because we're a woman. It's just our hormones. It's just our cycle. And again, we can do so much. 
Unfortunately, too, when it comes to birth control, we are often masking the symptoms. And yes, it can deal with the symptoms. It can make us have a regular cycle. It can make us have less bleeding. It can make us kind of maybe have less mood swings. But in a way, it is kind of hijacking our natural hormonal cycle. They're exogenous hormones for the most part, like depending on which type of birth control you're getting, but majority of them are exogenous hormones. And so it, in a sense, shuts down your natural hormonal production and that those fluctuations and that cycle. And so again, like for the time that you're on birth control, sure, it can help. But then what happens when you get off of it? What happens when you do want to have a baby? What happens when you notice that you're getting now all these side effects from the birth control? That's what happened to me. I was diagnosed with PCOS and I was told my only solution was to go on birth control. And I didn't like how I felt on birth control. I didn't like how my body responded. And sure, my cycle was regular, but I had all of these different side effects from it. And it took me a lot. It took me years of going and doing my own stuff and pushing and asking and being like, hey, I want these tests. I want to talk to somebody. I want to see endocrinologists. And I end up seeing naturopaths and doing tests and doing all of this stuff. And it was, it was a really hard road to try to get answers and solutions for my body. And unfortunately too, like I'm somebody who literally lives <laughs> in health and nutrition and fitness. It is literally my life from morning to end. And for me, like I got became super passionate and I pushed for it. And I really drove myself to learn and try to look for these solutions and do my own research and even like go and get educated myself. And so that's where for myself, it was a challenge. And I can't imagine like so many times these women, they're fighting and it's like, they don't want to devote their entire day and their entire life to trying to figure out what the heck's going on in their body. They're not as passionate about health and fitness and nutrition and don't want to make a career out of it. And so I know for myself, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of pushing and advocating for my health and looking for those solutions and trying to figure out what I needed to do before I got solutions and found solutions and then I'm out now in a place where I'm at. And that is literally why I'm so passionate about what I do and the big reason why I specialize specifically in women's hormones and why I specifically want to work with women. And most of my clients, they are women who have had babies postpartum, struggling with their hormones, struggling with major PMS, struggling with like irregular cycles or PCOS, struggling with these hormonal imbalances and these side effects from their body. And like your period, your cycle doesn't have to be the worst time of your month. <laughs> it doesn't have to be an ordeal. Yet for so many, every single month, at least a week or even two weeks of their month, they're frustrated with their body. They don't feel good. They're dealing with mood swings. They're dealing with cramping. They're dealing with pain. Your cycle is a natural like part of your health. And for the most part too, this is where a lot of people don't realize, a lot of women don't realize, your cycle is a key indicator of your health. Same as like your blood pressure or your heart rate or your body temperature. Your cycle gives you so much insight on how your body is functioning. And again, 
we just brush it off. We just get told that it's because you're a woman. It's just what you, what happens. It's just how it is. PMS symptoms are common, but they're not normal and they don't have to be debilitating. They don't have to be an ordeal. And oftentimes, a lot of the PMS symptoms and these struggles that women are facing in terms of their cycle are red flags. <laughs> They're screens for help from your body saying something is out of balance and it needs your support. And so again, when we listen to it, when we work with it, when we actually understand what is happening in our body. We are able to adjust our life to better support it and therefore feel better. And trust me, think about it this way. If you didn't have to spend one to two weeks of your month being in pain, struggling, being stressed out about your health, being anxious or depressed or dealing with these mood swings, being irritable, struggling with these cravings, how much better would life get? How much happier would you be? How much more productive would you be? I hear stories of so many women who literally have to spend the entire day at home and can't go do certain things that they want to do or end up falling sick to work or have to take a day off because they're unable to get out of bed because their cramps are so bad, because they're in so much pain. And again, they're not really given solutions. So, of course, this is going to really vary person to person in terms of the specific recommendations, right? There's a lot of things that can be contributing to hormonal imbalances. But even with PMS, even with PMS, we have to remember there are there are about like five different types of PMS too, right? We can be dealing with different types of symptoms. Dealing with the most common ones are going to be anxiety, um, depression, cravings. We can feel heavy, like PMS heaviness is another type of kind of PMS. And we can also be dealing with a lot of pain. So this is where we're dealing with a lot of joint pain, lower back pain, headaches, menstrual cramps, those types of things. And so we really got to look at the different areas of our body and these different symptoms. And of course, certain things can overlap. And a lot of things are kind of correlated and could be contributing into other kind of body systems. But at the same time, the specific types of symptoms that we're experiencing can also give us a lot of insight on where specifically your body needs support. So for example, like if we're dealing with a lot of pain, right? If we're dealing with a lot of cramping, a lot of joint pain, this is typically due to inflammation. So we could be dealing with, and there's kind of like three key areas when it comes to PMS. We, are, we can be dealing with hormonal imbalances. So specifically as a result of the levels of estrogen and progesterone, for example, we can also be dealing with nutrient deficiencies. So that, that's another key area to look into. And then we could also be dealing with inflammation. And so again, depending on the symptoms we are experiencing, we can understand, okay, is this an issue of inflammation? Is this an issue of certain nutritional deficiencies? Is this an issue of the levels my hormones are at? So of course, like when we listen to our body and we pick up on these, this, these signs and this feedback, we can really understand specifically, okay, like what specific issue could I be dealing with and where does my body need some support? And again, we could be dealing with certain things that are 
hormonal, right? Because they occur right before our cycle or during our cycle. But again, it's often not just about hormones. It's also about our habits and the lifestyle factors outside of just the time of our month. And so again, you have a lot of opportunity every day, (laughs) all throughout the month in order to support your body to make your hormone levels better and also make your cycles better and reduce a lot of those symptoms. And the reason why females too are super complex, so not to, yeah, males can be complex too. They definitely can be dealing with hormonal imbalances. But the big reason why females struggle specifically a lot with hormonal imbalances is because our hormones are very complex, right? Males tend to have their hormonal fluctuations on like a 24-hour cycle, right? They have certain hormones rise, they have certain hormones fall, certain times that they're being produced and they're increased but it's usually on this 24-hour, very consistent cycle. Whereas females, right? Yes, we have certain hormones that run on a 24-hour cycle, but we also have certain hormones that fluctuate throughout every single month. So depending on what our what phase of our menstrual cycle we're in, we're going to have certain higher levels of hormones and lower levels of hormones. And so hormonal balance right? It's not just about making sure our hormone levels are balanced like one day. It's okay. What does that balance, optimal balance mean in every single phase of our cycle? We have, especially when it comes to estrogen and progesterone, we have four different phases in our cycle, right? So every kind of, it depends on the specific length of your cycle, but typically a 28 day cycle, right? It could be up to kind of 30, 33, 34 is also kind of kind of common as long as it's consistent. So knowing what the length of your cycle is important. But even with that, we have certain phases where estrogen is higher than progesterone and then certain phases where progesterone is higher than estrogen. And so again, if our estrogen levels and our progesterone levels aren't necessarily imbalanced, but also imbalanced properly in the specific phase we're in, then that can also come up in these certain kind of symptoms and PMS. And so it's really important to understand where our hormones should be at certain times and also understanding like, okay, if I'm noticing certain symptoms, then what does that mean about my hormones and what could potentially be contributing to those imbalances? So I'm literally going to kind of walk through the specific kind of types of PMS, the common symptoms, right? And also some little tips that can really help during your cycle if you're noticing these symptoms. And so the first one that we talked about is PMS anxiety. So this is where you are feeling kind of anxious and irritable, kind of that emotional instability in a sense. And so if you're noticing before your cycle, you're getting really anxious and you're having this kind of mood fluctuation, this can actually be due to a deficiency in progesterone. So, and of course, too, this is where we can be dealing with estrogen dominance, not simply due to too high estrogens, but simply due to high estrogen in relation to low progesterone levels. And so again, we can be dealing with estrogen dominance, low progesterone, 
this could really kind of come up in certain kind of mood instability and anxiety, super, super common. Um, this can also be due to high cortisol or even low serotonin. And so one of the things that we really need to focus on if you're dealing with anxiety is going to be, okay, how do we actually increase our progesterone? And one of the common contributors to low progesterone is going to be high stress. So stress management is key. So really making sure we're managing our stress, we're supporting our cortisol levels, we're making sure we're addressing high cortisol if we're dealing with that. This is also where we want to address if we have estrogen dominance. So if we have too high estrogen, right? So this is, again, where supporting our liver and support helping our liver be able to detoxify excess estrogens can be super, super helpful. And so liver support can be as simple as changing the foods you eat to more foods that have, for example, like cruciferous vegetables, which are rich in indole-3-carbonyl, which is a specific nutrient that can help with detoxification, with the certain phases of detoxification. And so, like I said, we can do certain things even in our day-to-day lifestyle, even in terms of the foods we eat and the specific nutrients we provide to help support our hormones and why nutrition specifically is super, super powerful. You can also even boost your serotonin with certain foods, right? So really focusing on foods rich in uh, amino acid called tryptophan, right? So tryptophan-rich foods are going to be, for example, turkey and avocado and even eggs. And so again, adjusting your nutrition to provide your body with certain nutrients that can help support your liver, help boost serotonin. Also in terms of addressing like, like high stress, if you're dealing with high stress, then really asking yourself, okay, what are those sources of stress and how can I address this? Because if we usually reduce our cortisol and reduce our stress and manage our stress better, then we can also support our progesterone levels. So that's going to be if you're noticing a lot of anxiety around your cycle. Now, another super common symptom around our cycle too for PMS is going to be cravings. And so this is where we can, of course, be dealing with certain hormonal imbalances, which can contribute to things, but we can also be dealing with certain nutritional deficiencies. And so definitely looking into the nutrients or the quality of the foods that you're you're consuming and asking yourself like, okay, are you eating a lot of ultra processed? processed foods or a lot of nutrient-dense foods. And so again, nutrition can be super, super helpful for that, for just making sure we are providing our body with adequate amounts of nutrients. Now, another key factor for why we can be experiencing a lot of cravings and also not like feeling we're a lot hungrier and we're dealing with a lot of that kind of like insatiable hunger where you're eating, but you're just like not satisfied and you're not full. This can actually be due to imbalances with our blood sugar. So again, looking at your nutrition and optimizing not just the the macros, you know, like your macronutrient intake for the day, but also your nutrient timing to make sure we're really supporting that stable blood sugar and also address, like improving our insulin sensitivity. And so we can be really kind of intentional about our nutrition and the structure of our meals to help support our blood sugar to also reduce like cravings for us. 
Some other kind of supplements that you can include specifically for this too is that you can include like a high quality fish oil, like a high quality omega-3 supplement. The that's really help. Chromium is also really, really great specifically for helping with blood sugar as well as cravings. And then even super simple, right? You don't even have to kind of, it's not necessarily a supplement, but cinnamon. So adding cinnamon to certain foods can also help with blood sugar as well. And so just that too, like our cravings. So many people struggle with cravings. So many people struggle with willpower and discipline and they end up binge eating all the time, especially right before their their period. And so we can really look at and be okay, like, what is driving this? Like, is there something about my nutrition previously throughout the month, not just during that time right before your cycle, but also throughout your month where you're kind of setting yourself up for a situation where you're going to have more cravings. Two other kind of key things as well that a lot of people struggle with right before their cycle is going to be cramping and a lot of pain. And so this is typically due to inflammation. So again, asking yourself, what's contributing to inflammation, systemic inflammation right now. And our gut health and our nutrition is usually the most common contributors to that. So if you're dealing with a lot of digestive issues, some kind of like bloating, your diet's not that great either, then this can really contribute to worse cramps around the time of your cycle. And so it's not just about what you do like during your period. It's also what you do throughout the time. And again, as well, like the like a lot of times people will be like, okay, so I have cravings and my gut is off and I'm having these, like I'm ha- I'm hungry and I don't feel good. And then they turn to these comfort foods, these inflammatory foods to kind of deal with it and cope with it. And unfortunately, this is where you can get stuck in that kind of cycle where you're caving into these cravings. You're not staying accountable. You're not making necessarily the most supportive and aligned choices in terms of your nutrition because you don't really feel that good. And then with that too, you're just contributing to the issue even further. So this is where it does help working with somebody and getting some accountability because that's where a lot of people struggle with. It's not so much about being like, okay, I know I shouldn't eat these foods and I shouldn't like binge on chips or have these super inflammatory foods or like overindulge on chocolate every single time of the month, sometimes it is hard to actually execute. And that's where it does help having some support just to kind of stay accountable to help yourself, not only reset your gut, but also get in a kind of a more consistent lifestyle of these more supportive habits. So pain, as I said, inflammation, it's going to be due to inflammation. So of course, looking into our gut health and asking ourselves what can be contributing to inflammation right now. And typically our gut is going to be one of those major contributors to that. This is where you can also supplement with certain supplements like, again, those omega-3 fatty acids. They're going to really help reduce inflammation, but it's really important to make sure that you're having a high quality, high quality fish oil, right? So a lot of times, people will go to Costco or they'll just go to the drugstore and they'll find the cheapest um, omega-3 supplement. And unfortunately, (laughs) omega-3s are probably probiotics and omega-3s and a prenatal are probably the three that it's really, really important to invest in a high quality product. Because otherwise, especially with omega-3s, if you're getting a product that is cheap, that is oxidized, that has gone rancid, like your fish oils should not taste super fishy. 
typically that's a sign that it has gone rancid, it is oxidized. And so again, if we're consuming these omega-3s that have oxidized, then they, they're not really going to be super anti-inflammatory. They can actually be contributing to the issues a little bit more. So quality does matter. Really pay attention to the specific brand and the product um, that you're purchasing. And it will cost a little bit more, but it's going to be a mil- like like million times more effective. So it's going to be worth it. So you'd rather get the most bang for your buck, right? Versus a product that isn't really going to help the situation. So another supplement too that we can incorporate um, before our period as well is magnesium. So not only can this help with menstrual cramps, right? But it can also sometimes be a reason why we crave chocolate a lot of the times. So instead of binging on chocolate every single month, nourish your body better. Nourish your body with high-quality foods, nutrient-dense foods, and if needed, supplement with high-quality supplements as well. And so typically, this can help reduce not only cramping and a lot of pain, right? Because magnesium can really help kind of relax muscles. But again, magnesium, oftentimes chocolate cravings can be linked to magnesium deficiencies. So by supplementing with high quality magnesium, then oftentimes my clients will actually notice improvements with their cravings, specifically chocolate cravings too. Aside from pain, aside from cramping, another kind of really common symptom is heaviness. Specifically, like that water retention, the bloating, the swelling, the weight gain. These symptoms can be, again, really contributed to those fluctuations in terms of our estrogen and our progesterone. So, this can actually be due to that increased estrogen in relation to progesterone. So, that estrogen dominance due to our progesterone levels. And it can also be related to stress. So this is where a lot of people also don't look into and they don't realize, but stress, high cortisol, right? If we're dealing with higher stress, we can actually be dealing with increased aldosterone as well, which is going to drive water retention. Other kind of hormonal imbalances and things to look at as well that can increase our heaviness, headaches, water retention, swelling, breast tenderness as well, bloating, weight gain right before our cycle specifically can be related to elevated prolactin, um, low dopamine too, sometimes even low thyroid function. So again, if you're noticing other symptoms related to those specific hormonal imbalances, then that's where we can really dive deep into that and figure out, okay, how do we support your body specifically? Now, how do we address it? If you're dealing with this on a regular basis, on a month-by-month basis, and you're asking yourself, okay, what are some tips on how to address this right now and help my body feel a bit better? Now, the biggest thing is going to be balancing your water and minerals. So this is going to be due to like kind of increasing kind of more potassium rich foods. This is going to be helpful. Also paying attention to your salt intake, your sodium intake. And by no means am I saying cut out salt completely, but pay attention to the amounts and the sources. So this is where a kind of unrefined rock salt or sea salt is going to be a lot better than going to fast food places, which is doused in that kind of refined salt, right? Um, And just really supporting that sodium potassium balance specifically for fluid fluid retention. If you're noticing you're also retaining a lot of water and holding on to a lot of water, you can also introduce like some natural diuretics, right? Like dandelion tea, dandelion root extract, those can be helpful in the moment to kind of help with that. 
Now, other drivers could, as I mentioned, be due to the excess estrogen. And so that's where, again, we want to really support the liver. We want to support the estrogen detox from the liver. We also want to support our gut health. If we're dealing with a lot of constipation too, this is where we can really hinder the elimination of that excess estrogen too. So we want to make sure all of those elimination pathways are functioning optimally. And so we're not only detoxing, but we're also eliminating too, because that is going to be a key driver to our estrogen levels specifically. And then of course you can like increase dopamine and you can do this through foods as well especially foods that are rich in thyrosine. And so poultry is going to be kind of source of that. Dark chocolate can be good, right? Like you can still get a lot of benefits from high quality chocolate. So by no means am I saying like chocolate is something you need to avoid and it's the devil, but there are wide variety of chocolates out there and some are not really got that rich in actual chocolate. They're going to be very kind of ultra processed and filled with a lot of different ingredients. So dark chocolate is okay. can often help really paying attention to the sugar content, obviously, and the other ingredients. Um, eggs are really great. Oats are really great. Walnuts are really great too. Certain foods that you can incorporate as well, um, just with kind of help like increase dopamine specifically. And so last but not least, there's going to be one more kind of key symptom a lot of women will face right before their period. And we talked about anxiety, right? So like our hormones have a huge influence on our mood. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. They think like, okay, why does life suck? Why am I always anxious? Why am I always stressed out? And it's like, hey, check out your hormones because they do play a major, major role in how you mentally and psychologically and emotionally feel too. And so aside from just anxiety, which is super common right before our period, we can also be dealing with depression. So this can be certain kind of mood shifts, like feeling kind of confused, forgetfulness, super common again, dealing with insomnia as well, um, not being able to kind of like sleep very well, kind of that withdrawal from life, right? You kind of like kind of go inwards too much. Um, you feel kind of down in the dumps, depressed, those types of things. And so again, this can be related to our estrogen levels. This can be actually related to low estrogen levels. And so it can be related to low estrogen levels, be related to a drop in our thyroid hormone, hormones too, specifically during the luteal phase. And then also can be related to low serotonin. So really kind of asking ourselves, okay, what could be contributing to these things? What could be driving these things? And you can really, um, you can really help kind of support serotonin levels through the foods you eat, can really help support serotonin from improving your gut health. And so similar things that we said before in terms of like certain foods that can help boost um, serotonin is going to be like tryptophan rich foods. So turkey, avocado, eggs, you can also supplement with certain foods like 5-HTP is super common as well because it is going to kind of help with those serotonin levels as well. Um, It's kind of like that precursor for serotonin. And so again, our nutrition, super helpful, even with our mood, even with our hormones, even with the quality of life. I always say this and I mean it, it has a huge, huge impact. And so working to boost our serotonin levels can really help if we're dealing with a lot of kind of that PMS depression right before our cycle. If we're dealing with low estrogen too, this is where we can utilize phytoestrogen rich foods, which are going to be kind of kind of natural plant estrogens in the sense. So this is where foods like like soy foods, flax, fennel, licorice, root tea even can be kind of have those phytoestrogenic effects. 
and can be utilized if you are noticing that you're dealing with low estrogen or low estrogen symptoms. So again, food, super, super powerful. And so again, we can also pay attention to our exercise through all of these phases. And so asking yourself as well, like, am I exercising? Am I living? Am I contributing to stress on my body? Am I doing certain things that aren't necessarily super supportive for my hormones right now? And so we have a lot of power through our nutrition. We have a lot of power through supplementation, our lifestyle, our thoughts, our stress management, our exercise, our habits that can help our body thrive. Yet so many times we're told that the only solution to deal with PMS or any hormonal issues or any female problems is the pill. And so hopefully, hopefully this conversation has just given you a lot of insight of all the different things that we can do. And this is literally just a snapshot. This is just a handful of things that could potentially help. And so again, it depends person to person, but there is so much opportunity to support your body. And there's typically a reason, there's typically a root cause as to why your body is struggling. And our menstrual cycle is a key indicator for our health. It is extremely important and it gives us a lot of insight. And the specific signs and symptoms that we experience on a month-to-month basis is feedback from the body that we can take a look at and we can use as information and data and ask ourselves, okay, where does my body need that support? And just know like PMS symptoms are common, but they're not normal. And you don't need to struggle every single month one week, two weeks, or however long you struggle with, there's so much that you can do. And by working with the body, understanding the body and adjusting your nutrition, your lifestyle, you have an opportunity to feel better and help your body really thrive. So that being said too, I know nutrition specifically can be super overwhelming. And hopefully this gave you a lot of different ideas and different tips. If you're ever unsure about something, if you're like, hey, this didn't really make sense. Can you explain this? message me, message me on Instagram, message me on Facebook, shoot me an email, more than happy to answer that. And if you're wanting to somebody just to take all of the guesswork out for you and help you really get guided through the step-by-step process to really rebalance your body and learn, learn your body, then message me. This is the time of the year that a lot of people really end up kind of, I hate the term, but falling off track. And ending up in a kind of worse spot than when they started going into the holidays. And just know too, like there's a lot of things that you can do to still support your body leading into the new year. And when we can really set ourselves up for success and focus specifically on our hormones and nourishing our body well, this is where we can go into the new year and 2022 with momentum. So if you want guidance, if you want support, if you want that step-by-step process on how to get your body back in optimal balance and you want to lead into the new year with momentum, then just shoot me a message. Tell me health first. Shoot me a message. Say that you need some support or you want some support. Or if you have any specific questions, don't hesitate to reach out. So anyways, hope that was insightful. Hopefully... (laughs) You ladies got some good tips that can help you out. And there's so much that we can do. And do not underestimate the power of proper nutrition and just working with the body. And hopefully you can feel better. And I wish for anybody who is struggling right now that you can go into 2022 
feeling phenomenal in your body, feeling connected with your body, and also having your cycle not be this monthly ordeal that floors you and limits you and impacts your quality of life. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. One thing that really helps the podcast and other women who have yet to join us is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Please share with anybody you think might enjoy it. And also make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Nikki Park. Until next time.